Welcome to More Business, More Life podcast. I'm your host, Steve Napolitan. This show is for C-level executives, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and speakers who have found success, but they don't have the life that they want. On this weekly show, we're going to be talking about business skills to have more business while we design our ideal life and have more life, more business, more life without sacrifice. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. And today's episode with uh, Giovanni Casals and myself, we are going to talk about change and not just like, you know, some of us are scared of change, but how do we, how do we overcome that? What are the first steps we take? And most importantly, how can we actually embrace change to such a way that we can actually have improvement or more of what we want or reach our goals quicker? You might think, well, how is that possible? We're going to talk about it. I, I'm laughing inside, but I'll, maybe I'll laugh outside as I say this out loud. So we're, this episode is about change. And I have to say, right before we did this episode, we're reco- I mean, recording right now, we, we were actually going to record about something else and we decided to make it to talk about change. And before we even realized it, we were like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Let's talk about change because it's such a big topic right now and switched away from the other topic that we were going to go on. And then I realized right before we press record, oh my gosh. This, uh, we just changed the episode about change, and this is where we noticed that change is inevitable. So, I'm glad that you suggested it, Giovanni, to talk about change right now. Yeah, and everything will change as we go along. I mean, you know, I was talking to one of my friends, Tyler Riverbark, uh, and he was talking about, uh, you know, when have we ever known? Like, you know, people are so, you know, worried about right now in 2020, like all the changes that are happening and how everything's unknown. There's so much instability, but you know, he said to me and it resonated. He's like, when have we ever known? Like, when have we ever known what's going to be tomorrow? You know, if you really think about it, you, you never know. And, uh, and actually, you know, you might say that that's a scary statement, like to reinforce, we never know. But for me, it actually is calming because it's like, oh yeah, we never, we never know. So, okay. So why worry about that then? Because it doesn't, doesn't help. Yeah. I mean, you, you never, I think it's calming for me too. I don't know if it'd be calming, but it's just, uh, it puts my mind at ease. Cause that means that no matter how good or bad your day was, tomorrow can be different. Like, and we have, I don't know if in my head, as you were saying that, as we, we don't know how tomorrow is going to be like, we, I don't know. I just lost the thought, but it was, it changes. Like, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's constantly changing. This whole episode's going to be about change. Just everything's going to be changing. Um, It'll come back. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's like, we don't know how the day is going to go, which means that we can change how we want it to be. It's, it was something along the lines of, we think that it's going to be a certain way. The day is going to be a certain way or that something is promised tomorrow. Right. But it's not which for me, I, and I think you too, is like, it, it kind of drives me like, okay, like, like kind of go back to what I just said is that if it's, if today was just really sh- crappy day, right. If I think there's no, there's no change, then it will tomorrow will be a crappy day. Or if it's a great day, tomorrow will be a great day. Or like it, it's in, it's ever flowing and changing. And then I think that's, what's great. I, I love that. Like, cause then it means I have, control I can make it what I want that might be a different topic but like I have right I feel like I have that control well you you have control to the response yeah 
that's it. I mean, like life comes our way, then what are you going to do with it? That's the big, that's the big question. And, And then that's where if you if you, because I think the thing about change and so many people are afraid of it, then, then, or then, then worry comes in and all those things, then now you're actually muddying up the current day, the present moment that could be amazing, but then you're worrying about tomorrow and you don't even know what's going to happen. You know, that's like uh, worrying about the problems you don't even have. You know, <laughs> like uh, the best thing you can do is wait for a problem to come and then deal with it, you know, and, and then if the problem never comes, then beautiful. Like, let's, Let's uh, let's move on. But spending time worrying about something that's not happened—that uh, yeah, it doesn't serve us. Well, and it's interesting because, like, I think yeah. I've always been—I wouldn't say a seeker of change, but I've always uh, welcomed it. Like change, like I, for me, I'm always new things are amazing, right? It's almost a shiny object syndrome type of stuff. But it's just like I'm—I'm I'm always able to flow into something that something's not going the way it's it should be going right and that's another thing right like how things should play out like we think we're these brilliant beings that we know how things should play out but if you just let the universe if you will um direct us and everything will just turn out the way it should be but yeah we don't always know the path yeah i guess what i mean by that because you could de- design the path and I have, and I still do. Like I'm, I'm kind of thinking ahead. Like I'm not saying I, I'm a hundred percent in the present moment, not wor- not doing anything about the future. You know, I, I do plan for the future to a certain, of course, to a certain extent, like any of us, but I, I'm willing to shift the path. I think that's what helps me because, you know, when you were saying that, you know, we trying to control the exact path. I've done that. It's a lot of work. And then when the other path presents itself, that was that's actually easier. Overlooking that cost me millions of dollars in my life, literally, and like really hard times and even health issues. And now as I'm, you know, sitting here with you today, you know, it's if tomorrow shifts, then I'm going to be really present to what's going on. It's like even what's going on right now in 2020, with all the different things in society and COVID-19, it's a tremendous amount of shifting that's happened. And I'm, and I'm grateful for it. I sit here in gratitude. Now, I'm not you know, grateful for people dying or people getting sick or any of those things. No, that's, that's a horrible stuff. But what it has done is pushed uh, myself and, our, and the company to, to new places faster and moving in ways I wouldn't have imagined. And they just all popped up and it's like, Oh, go down that road, go down to that road. And then all of a sudden there's like a, a quicker path towards my end goal. So I'm, so I'm achieving uh, a, a quicker pace towards what my end goal was because of turns. I didn't think I would have made. Yeah. I, I think what's going on right now, it's, it's helping as, as everything was unfolding um, and I was talking to people and I just kept hearing the word pivot, right? Like I'm pivoting, I'm pivoting. And I think it was, it's, and it is horrible what's happening, right? People getting sick and people dying and then a bunch of other stuff that's going on around the world and in the United States. And it's almost that person or thing behind you pushing you to take that step that you've been needing or wanting to take for a long time, whether it's uh, pivoting in your business or a personal thing or, or fighting for justice or whatever it is, like it's in your face and it's like almost like calling you like, okay, you need to do this. And it's so much in your face. You have to make this change or else you're going to get left behind or you're going to get stuck or something else is going to happen. Whereas every day it's just like, 
you have that option to make the change and it's still calling you, but it's not as loud. Like, yeah, it's just in your face today, I think. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, I've noticed this in my life, even when there's not a crisis, like here we are in a global crisis happening, right? Um, this, uh, I've noticed in my life that I get nudges and sometimes I don't hear them at all. It's like a slight breeze on your shoulder that you don't notice. And then other times you start to notice it, but then you push it aside, push it aside. And then life slaps you across the face. You know, it's like, hey, wake up. I've been telling you about this. And uh, that is now what all, what all, you know, what I, what I notice. It's always, I, there's a joke and it's told in many different ways, but there's a joke about a guy who's in the middle of the ocean, stranded, um, and he's praying. He's praying to God, please, God, save me, please, please. And then a boat comes along and they're like, hey, we'll, we'll pick you up. He's like, no, God's coming to save me. And the, and the boat's like telling him, are you crazy? Get in the boat. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm fine. God will save me. And so the boat goes off and then he's praying again and more because he's been in the water so long now. And another bigger boat comes and they're like, man, overboard. And, and they're trying to help him out. He's like, no. God will save me. And, and, and again, they plead with the man because they're like, what are you crazy? And he's like, no, God will. So the boat moves on, moves along. And then he's really desperate. Now he's like, I can't manage much longer, please God. And then a helicopter flies over and throws a rope down. And he's like, no, I'm God, I'm, God will save me. And again, they plead with him and he denies the, the ride on the helicopter. And so he's at this last uh, moments of his life about to drown there, pleading again for God. And the clouds open up. God comes out and he's like, God, where have you been? How did you wait till the last second? And he's like, I sent two boats and a helicopter. What more do you need? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, and, and this is the universe. I mean, the reality of whatever you want to call it, God, the, the universal energy, um, all of these things. I mean, you know, and it, if you look, I mean, even if you look at many different religions, wherever you're, you're from, not to get on a tangent on that, but it's all comes back to this one energy that holds all this together. You know, and even just, just to say, I don't know why this is coming out right now, but it is, but that, you know, even in the Bible, it says God is made in our, in our, in our likeness. And people think that's a physical form, but I think it's an energy, right? So all of this is an energy. All of this is coming down. And if we pay attention to it, it's providing boats and helicopters or whatever else you want to call it, different pathways. And again, sometimes it's like that, that slight breeze. And the thing that helps me the most is to pay attention to these things is when that's why I meditate. That's why I sit with myself. That's why I give myself moments to go out in nature. And you might think, wow, we're on a super tangent now about change, right? Well, you know what? The change that we need in our life to have what we want is right there if we actually would slow down and listen to it. And I, believe me, look how fast I talk. Look how much I run around. I, I'm one that has to keep teaching myself to slow down and listen to what's already there. Because even before COVID, before all this, Giovanni, everything, it, the world was telling us which way to go. We just weren't, we just weren't quiet enough to hear it. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned the world was telling us because then with everything going on, you see in the human activity levels, calming down with no travel and all this other stuff like the earth starting to heal itself like dolphins and jellyfish are in venice canals and you can see the himalayas now like all this other stuff and it's like 
this change, like it's, it's that change. It is, it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating. And when you were talking about the, the slowing down, um, uh, I had mentioned this book, um, on a previous podcast, but, uh, deep work, I'm, I'm further in, I'm deeper into deep work in this book. And it's, uh, talking about, uh, social media and just like how everything is, um, like social networks and stuff like that are taking our, um, our attention, our ability to focus, right? They already say like our attention spans, like five seconds or something like that it used to be seven seconds a couple years ago. And it's gone down like two seconds. Like apparently we have attention span less than a goldfish or something, right? Like as humans, it's, which is crazy, <laughs> but it's like you have all these things vying for your attention, which then can't allow you to focus because you only have so much willpower throughout the day. And then like our brains just want to shut down. Right. And then, you can't focus, then you can't slow down because then your mind's just always racy and you don't notice the things that are the, your life, the world, whatever we want to call it, right? Universe, your God, the great architect, um, whatever it is, like you can't, you don't have the energy to notice those things or it's harder yeah. to notice those things. Yeah. Well, I was just in a meeting uh, this morning with Mark Victor Hansen was in a group that I'm, that I'm a part of, and we we're all there. Um, actually, I'll just mention it's the C-Suite Network, and it's actually the C-Suite Radio that we broadcast this through. Um, they pulled together Mark Victor Hansen for a small group of us, and it was amazing. And he brought—I've heard the name Buggy Fuller before. He was, you know, kind of like a genius, old-time teacher, spe speaker back. Which I'm going to look him up. I have a note, but the thing that uh, Mark Victor Hansen said is Buggy Fuller said. And I don't know much about Buggy Fuller, but I've heard his name. But he said that everyone is a genius if they would just unplug. You know, meaning saying that if you actually unplugged and slowed down, you would find your genius. And then they were even talking about, and people were asking, There was we had Q&A with Mark Victor Hansen and his wife. And they said, well, what if you don't know what your thing is, like what your genius is? And the, his exercise was brilliant. It's a simple exercise. He said he used to do events with this and he'd get people together. And he said, it's perfect if you do it with your spouse. And then you sit knee to knee where your knees are touching and you're right there in each other's face. And then you just, uh, you take turns and you ask each other, uh, I think it was, what do you want? Or what's your purpose? What's your purpose? What's your purpose? And you just keep asking. He said, if you ask about 200 times, it's impossible not to get to the core of it. He said at the beginning, or even if he did, because he did say you could ask, what do you want too, if you're finding like your thing. And you might start off with a new car, a new house. But he said, after you ask it like 70 times, it gets real. And uh, you, you just keep asking. And you're like right there in each other's face. Oh, what do you want? What do you want? And, he, and so they, he, they use that. And I guess when uh, Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen were creating Chicken Soup for the Soul, they knew they needed a name. And they had been turned down by like over 100 publishers. I think it was like 130 something publishers. They were like, no, this is a stupid idea. And then they did that exercise. They just kept asking, asking, what's the name? 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 And then um, they, uh, uh, they did it together. Like one of them said, Chicken Soup. And then the other one said, For the Soul. And it was like, it was like eerie. They're like tingles in their body. It was like freaking out because uh, out of the two partners, uh, they said it and they're like, that's it. And then that was it. Chicken soup for the soul. So it's, um, you know, just again, and you know, what is that exercise? Let's even, I just to break it down. Holy cow. It's like taking pause. That's it again, because it's forcing you. If you're going to, what, what is the whole knee to knee exercise? 
oh my gosh, it's just like stopping everything else and putting all your energy into that one question. And I know that from meditation. If I take a question into a meditation and I just pause and I just ponder on that thing, my mind starts trying to answer it. And everyone can do this. Yeah. So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to give a big shout out to Pro Audio Voices. They help me with all of my podcasts and Becky and her team are just amazing. I've known them for years, even before I started my podcast. And that's why she was my go-to because not only does she help me sound great and produces the podcast so it's easy for me, I can do what I do best. I do the speaking and the interviewing and then they do all that background work to help get the podcast out there in the right way with the highest quality. But on top of that, what makes it most critical to me, for those of you that know me, wow, clients are important. Wow, relationships are important. And working with Becky and her team is definitely wow. I get an amazing experience. I get to work with amazing people. A lot of love and hugs. Let's put it that way. So if you want to work with great people and you want to get a podcast out and you want to let go of all the technology and the way that it's recorded so you can do what you do best, then you definitely want to get a hold of Pro Audio Voices. And it's proaudiovoices.com and you'll be able to reach Becky and her team and be able to let go of all that stuff so you can do what you do best and then delegate the rest. How do I do that change? How do I make that change? Right. Which part of change? The slow down? Yeah. Yeah. Baby steps. One at a time. I mean, the biggest thing that I, I teach is plan your fun first. And you could also say plan your time around that, however it is. But man, if you just give yourself 10 extra minutes in the morning, that's what I started. I started with five. I just stopped on the edge of my bed. You know, because I used to get up. I can't even believe it now. Like now my life is so different. I, but flashback, I used to, the alarm would be going off and jump out of bed, try to get ready as fast as I can, make coffee because I had to have caffeine because I wouldn't survive. I wasn't sleeping enough. And then run out of the house, uh, you know, and then make more coffee at the office. Holy cow. Um, just stopping for five minutes. And, and the first thing I did, that's why I say choose gratitude. That's why our company trademark, right? Choose gratitude, create freedom. And that is where I started. That's what I started with, Giovanni. I said, okay, I'm going to give myself five minutes and find what I'm grateful for before I get out of bed. But, uh, but I would sit up. Um, I had to at that time because I was so tired because I wasn't sleeping enough. So I had to sit up. Otherwise, I would fall back asleep. So I would sit up on the edge of my bed and I would put a song on. And even if I had to fast forward the song, just so it was five minutes, because I was quite literal about the exercise, but I, I made a commitment to myself to give myself five minutes every morning. And then that led into a meditation practice. And I, I never thought I was a person that could meditate because I was such a, uh, a you know rapid person. And I still am in a lot of ways. And I just, uh, but I give myself my mornings now. So just start with something small. That's how I started working out again. I got so out of shape. And then I said, you know what I'm going to do? Because, because the five minute of gratitude worked, I did five minutes of movement. And that's how I started. And now I do you know, probably a minimum of 20 minutes of four things. 20 minutes of meditation, 20 minutes of journaling, 20 minutes of reading, and 20 minutes of working out. And I do those four things. It's about a 90 minute morning routine. Um, sometimes they go longer. Uh, sometimes I do an hour workout. Sometimes I need to really think about something for our business or for my family life and I'll meditate longer. So it's not exact perfect formula, but it's just an estimate. And then I start my day a couple hours later than I normally would have 
And you know how it's empowered me to have the best business and family life I've ever had in my life right now. Right now, you know, people ask you, what's the best day of your life? It's right now. Right now is the best day. Yeah. That just reminds me of that there's there's no future, there's no past. And all you have is like right, literally right now. And when I think about that and or I hear it again, right? Yeah, I thought there things multiple times before it starts to like, oh hey, that makes sense. Um, but it, I don't know why I'm saying this, but it just came to mind when you when you mentioned that. But it's like, yeah, we only have this moment right here, and it is ever changing, right? We never know. Yep. Uh, well, I'm on the second floor, but some some random thing can totally happen, right? I was gonna say a car could come crashing through the door, but that'd be pretty yeah, amazing. That'd be wild. <laughs> yeah, like how did they get that high? Your, your walls broke down, yeah. and you're like, how did you do yeah, this? <laughs> the roads are like away from anyway, but but it's uh. But yeah, it's, it's, it's that, that here and like now we have like just this moment and I think it is good to f- focus or to at least know where you're going. So you can see the peak of the mountain that you want to get to, right? And then kind of getting back to that path it's of the change, like it's, you can see it, but it doesn't mean you have to go down that dark path when there's this light path or maybe that light path looks good now, but maybe it gets dark or darker as it goes on. And this dark path right now, maybe that's where you need to go. And then it gets lighter or something. I don't know, but well, yeah, because what if a trail is there and yeah. it looks like wow, it's not as much woods, looks more open. And, and, but then if you actually look at the one that had the woods, maybe it opens up to this amazing trail, whereas the open one goes to like an un unkept trail and it's like a jungle and it's crazy. You never know what's on the other thing, and that's the thing we never know. This goes back to we live in unknown all the time. So we so number one, we have to accept that. Then number two. The uh, we never give up on our dreams. I hope it what I said here today doesn't make you think that that's what I'm saying. I believe in dreaming, I believe in because that's where our heart comes from. Like, think of the things that you desire, you're probably desire because your whole body, because somehow you already know what you're meant to do. And you know, if you really are like loving something, that's where joy, happiness, fun, those are indicators for me that I'm going down the right path. So I, I really say notice those things and do more of that and then be willing to be flexible. And just think about any inanimate object. I mean, the things that are most flexible that bend, they usually don't break very, very rarely, right? They're, they're, and they have a lot more... Um, Again, because of that flexibility, they can bend and morph and change. The things that are more rigid and you bend it too far, then it breaks, right? So so the more flexible we can be or the more open to change, then the quicker I find that we actually get where we want. Because going back to your trail metaphor, right? If you go down this trail or that trail... Um, we think we know the right direction, but we don't know. Again, we never know what's going to happen down the next thing. So, so you know. So again, num- you know, number one is just really opening up to slowing slowing down. Number number two, keep dreaming, and then number three, then be willing to change because the path. If you're willing to let the path be different, you know, then you'll actually get where you want to quicker. I found. You know, even though it feels different, I, I guess the last thing I'll say on that is that I used to, you know, stick to the road that I was on to the point where it hurt me really, really bad. And if I would have just switched to the a different road, um, and been willing to make that change, then I would have had a better, better outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Let change happen. That that's it. 
I mean, it's just being open. I mean, you know, there are many doors. So, and also it gives you a chance to try things. So actually that's where the exciting part comes to Because you're like, okay, which trail are going? I don't know. That one feels right. Okay, go down it. If you think, oh my gosh, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Like thinking about a career even or whatever, then you're going to freak yourself out and then you're not going to make a decision. And movement, some movement, some movement in the right direction is better than no movement. So it's better to try that trail out and be like, holy crap, wrong trail. Let's go back. Even if you have to backtrack a little bit to get to some other road, you probably could fare better than saying, oh, let's stick with it. Well, hopefully get through. And how much of your life do you lose by... By uh, by making that um, the case, so um, it's uh, I love Steve Jobs uh, saying. He said, "You can." It's one of his famous lines. It's been said many times, but he said, "You can't connect the dots looking forward, only backwards." We never know all the turns and places our life are going to take us, um, but you know, just keep going forward and have the flexibility to try new things. As long as you keep your goal in mind, the fastest path will start to appear. So true. It's beautiful. Change is inevitable. How about we close this off with what I learned from uh, Charles Schwab? I got to work with Charles Schwab, financial institution in the United States. And um, quickly, the first time I worked with their company, I met Chuck Schwab and uh, I was teleprompting. So this is way back. I was younger. This is even before I started uh, helping produce some of their videos and stuff that we did for for them. So I actually was teleprompting a speech for him. I knew it was going to be him. So I knew I was going to meet him. I was told and that, you know, and I had done a few other things well to get the permission to be able to like be the guy to go teleprompt. Chuck Schwab was a big deal for me. I'm all prepared as, as I could be. I have the script all loaded up, I'm ready to go. He's supposed to go on stage in a few minutes. I haven't even seen him yet. Then uh, all of a sudden someone comes up to me and they're like, we got to make some changes. And then I look and I was, and I had seen a picture of him. So I'm like, oh, this is the guy. This is Charles Schwab. And everyone called him Chuck. And they're like, Chuck, you're on in a few minutes. And, and, uh, and, I, and he's like, I was like, changes? Aren't you going on stage right now? He's like, well, yeah, yeah, but we got to make some changes. And I'm like, really? Changes right now before you go on stage? And then he looked at me as calm as can be. And he said, Steve, Change is to business as air is to life. So yeah, we're going to make changes. And I was like, okay. And I was kind of nervous about typing then too. I was younger. And like, I didn't know if I was going to be able to spell the word that he was asking me to put in the script. But we made the changes. I'm sitting right there on the bench right next to him. He's like right next to me. We're typing away. And then uh, he goes uh, goes on stage and, and he loved it. And that's how I got the opportunity to keep working with Charles Schwab because he requested me uh, forever until I wasn't teleprompting anymore. And then I was producing videos for them after that and other campaigns. And it was uh, that I didn't know Giovanni at the time, how much of an impact that made on my life. It was only years later that I was like, wait a minute, that saying is like always in my head, changes to business as air is the life. And I'm so thankful for that moment. So much gratitude because oh my gosh, so many things as an entrepreneur got thrown at me. And then I just remembered, okay, change is inevitable. Basically, change is going to happen in my business. It's like breathing air. And, um, and I, I, you know, who knows what would have happened or if I would have stopped or quit. Um, but yeah. And, and, and 
Uh, I don't have contact with uh, Chuck Schwab anymore, but if he ever, if he hears this, uh, hats off. Thank you, sir. Thank you for that. Those words of wisdom. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I think those are that is powerful for if you're an entrepreneur or even a professional or any just anything. I mean, just this whole thing, this whole episode about change is just if you can. I think if you can allow it and know that it's and it's there. Right. It's, it's, it's never double negatives, never not going to be there. Right. Never not going to ever, ever going to be there ever. Um, but yeah, I mean, change change is inevitable no matter what, no matter how you, and you can, you can fight it and make it harder or you can, you know, go with the flow. It's the, the whole analogy of paddling up river or, Downriver. Hey, if paddling, if you want to exercise, you want to go up river, like, all right, go for it. Or if you're looking for just like a, a cruise down the river, just let the water take you where, where it's going to take you. Right. Um, I heard somebody say that uh, last thing I'll say on that, but like, I can't remember who was talking about it, but that same analogy is like, either can like row up river or you can flow down. But as long as you have the paddle and you can steer where you're going, like, that's all that really matters. Like if you can, because if you just let the river flow wherever it flows, rivers usually go to like the easiest path. And then when it starts speeding up, it's usually going over a waterfall. So, you know, you want to be able to make like, oh, hey, that's going a little too fast. Let's uh, let's go over to the, the, the side that's a little bit more easy or whatever. Um, but as long as you have that control of where you're going with the flow, like, that just stuck with me for some reason. Well, yeah. And even just taking that further, I'm just going to add something onto that. This you, you're going down the river and it feels like this great thing and you're going through the flow and you have a paddle and you're directing it. And then all of a sudden it's going faster. And if you notice those cues and you don't go off the, the, the waterfall, it might be time to get out of the boat, (laughs) you know, and maybe you should walk. Right. And you'll probably be safer because you know, that's where in business and I've been there, I've been the guy that's like, no, I'm in the river. I'm going, oh, we're going to go over a waterfall. And even at that point, you notice it's happening. We're going, <laughs> oh, and then it's like, you know, and luckily I survived a few. Like, I'm, oh, I'm badly beaten, right? And you crawl oh. up. And, uh, it would have been a lot easier. Even if it would have taken longer, I would have rather walked down the hill than crashed off the waterfall. So, you know, just actually great point of change. You know, the river might not be the best path the whole way, you know? So be willing to change the path. You can keep your dream or your destination in mind, be willing to change the path. And the more flexibility you have and change that way, the, the, I think the better it will be. And then you'll manage through crises like what we're going through in 2020 as we're recording this podcast and many, many other things, because even when crises are not happening and, you know, uh, the economy or the world is chucking along, chucking along in the right, in, you know, uh, a different way, like, you know, a way that's not having chaos and, and crises, then it's still going to have for you. You know, we all have our own micro crises as well. So, so anyway, so this is uh, beautiful. I'm glad that we changed this podcast from our other topic that we can talk about later. And we made it all about change. And for all of you going through change right now, which is, again, inevitable, hopefully this gave you some inroads, some ideas, some thoughts to uh, make a difference. So thanks for uh, persuading me to change the episode, brother. (laughs) It's good. It's good. 
All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast. I hope this was valuable. Uh, please let us know what your biggest takeaway was, your aha moment. If you have anything else you know, that you'd like to hear from us, please uh, be active and share it with us. If you like this podcast, uh, rate it for us wherever you're listening to this. And uh, you know, uh, if you want to share any cool words, we'll gladly take a review. We really appreciate our audience and can look forward to continue to grow this this podcast. Thank you so much. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopleton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopleton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.